We told you about Gaia Provides a couple months ago. Gaia Provides is back. They are a holistic small batch company crafting quality, lab-tested, hemp-based health and wellness products for pets. Kaplan, you've been giving it to Pancakes, Kaplan. Pancakes the dog over the last (laughs) few months. How's she doing? Yeah, she loves these. Uh, I give her the beef liver flavor, the ones for small dogs. Um, And I give her a half a treat in the morning, a half a treat at night, and she loves them. They're delicious. She always barks for them. Uh, She's a, she's a, you know, my dog's a little dog. She's a mental patient, I like to say. She's a lovable mental patient. So she's always, she's always uh, stressed out, neurotic, just like me about something. But these, these make her chill. They calm her down. Uh, She does, obviously, you know, she's in a wheelchair. She has a lot of uh, discomfort uh, naturally. And these definitely help. Uh, I definitely see, a, you know, she's has a high quality of life because of uh, we take good care of her over here. And these are a key part of our daily routine. So we love guy provides over here in the Kaplan household. And all these products cap are THC free. They do not have THC, which makes them safe for your pets. And I know pancakes is always scared. Of all those fireworks you have in Long Island City, Queens, right there on the East River. They're shooting them off all the time. How's she doing with the fireworks once she yeah. takes this guy it provides? Yeah, when I used to be, I used to dread fireworks. I used to dread loud noises and thunderstorms. Um, but now I just enjoy them because when I give them to the pancakes, this makes it, like I said earlier, it makes her calm, makes her cool, makes her collected, makes her just sit there and enjoy life. So these. Look at that. Uh, I love they you have can enjoy drops. fireworks again. You can enjoy America again. You can enjoy <laughs> freedom again with Gaia provides everybody check out Gaia provides and use our promo code lost L O S T for a great deal. That is www.gaiaprovides.com. And, and then just so you know, they also have on top of the treats, they have these little drops you could put in the food. So if you, you know, if you want to, you can get if they don't like the treat for whatever reason, these drops are also delicious. So guy provides bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet MGM. Simply download the bet MGM app and sign up using code champion 150. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You're listening to the world's smartest podcast network. When I go to Sacramento... I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento. Some say the news is fake. Others say it's real. These two don't have the time to check. Instead, Turner Sparks and Michael Ira Kaplan turn to comics stationed around the globe to be their eyewitness reporters so that you can know what's really going on. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 260. My name's Turner Sparks, a.k.a. Ho Chi Ming. Jiwal Kaplan? Not even close. Not even close. Zhao Wow Kaplan? Give it another one. Now I'm Zhao. Zhao Kaplan? No. Wojow Kaplan oh, is like we went over Wojow this. Kaplan, Wojow Kaplan. We were Tony. We were trying to impress yeah. our Chinese guest on the podcast yes. today, and all of our I Chinese can't. listeners. I'm thank you all for capable listening. of impressing anyone. Instead, Kaplan <laughs> just insulted an entire uh, uh, one fifth of <laughs> the world. Have one billion people. <laughs> I, I try. You gave me too. We had too much small talk in between remembering my lines, so I can't. I can't it retain was two information. Words. <laughs> it was but two I words. do like Zhao Wow. 
Well, be a new catchphrase, put in a bubble on the merch. On today's podcast, uh, in a few minutes, we will will be talking to Tony Cho. Tony's a stand-up comedian who I met many years ago in China. Tony's based in Beijing. And we're going to talk about the Olympics and what it's like to be in Beijing right now during the 2022 Winter Olympics. But before we do that, um, Kaplan... Yeah. Uh, uh, this is a we, this is a free show, right? Yeah, that's why I botched my lines on this show. This show is free. It's a hundred percent free. And yeah. but the way we get to do this show, the way we keep the lights on, the way we pay for all this technology, these big, big fancy microphones, big fancy cameras, <laughs> these headphones of mine, these are expensive. These Kaplan special kid headphones, the haircuts for both of us is patreon.com slash lost in America for $5 a month. $5 all it takes. Kaplan and I do three extra episodes a week of just Cap, me and Cap, live from the bunker, full throttle, half hour comedy podcast coming at you, coming at your face. What are we talking about this week, Kaplan? Oh, we well, we've been talking. We're going you know, the mayor of New York City. He created, oh, yes. he brought a, a vegan Fridays to the New York City public school system. He's curated the new menu. Every Friday, he's picked out a selection of, of plant delicacies for our kids to eat. So we have been diving deep into the menu. He's forcing uh, our mayors as his first step in his first, <laughs> uh, what do you call that? His first. Uh, uh, days when you have like a. Admit, not admission. What is first, his first administration? thing. Whatever. No, the first thing he's doing, it's not fixing the, the, um, the prison, the corrupt prison system. You know, it's not reforming. I don't know. Bail. That's just something I've heard people say. I don't know what it means. It's not, it's not doing any of these. It's not getting criminals off the street. It's not letting criminals back onto the street. No, it's curating a menu, raising taxes. It's curating a menu for New York city school children, which ends up being mostly vegan, which just means they get potato chips and salsa. Pretty much. We're going to have a full review. This I have the first, we, we previewed vegan Fridays last week. Tomorrow we're going to, I'm going to review the first episode, the first uh, meal. It's it's very exciting. It's roundly hated by the school children of, of New York city. But and the mayor, the doesn't stop the mayor from declaring lunch. victory for all of this. Yeah. He's very happy. Um, so that's that, Kaplan. Now, unless I'm missing anything, let's get straight to this. Uh, straight to this episode here. What do you know? Have you been watching the Beijing Olympics? Oh yeah, because I am married to a white woman. And yes, white women. This is the, the the. I would say the. I would say the white. It's their Olympics. It's it's their Super Bowl. The it's opening ceremonies is white women's Super Bowl is the opening ceremonies of the Olympics. So we watched. We DVR'd it. We gathered around. It's like the only time a family's ever gathered around for a sporting event. We really? watched the entire opening ceremonies. A lot of you know what's amazing. Very impressive. I lived in yeah. China for twelve years. I have a Chinese person living in my household. We did not. <laughs> we haven't watched you, anything. You were watching yet, football, yeah. but I don't know how to get it. This isn't a question for Tony because this is an American thing. But you have to get the Peacock app, and it costs five dollars. And anytime you tell me something costs five dollars, I say, you know what? That money's better spent at lostinamericapod.com backslash Patreon than watching the Olympics. So I haven't seen any Olympics except when I've been in bars. It's kind of on in the background. Oh, no, I've been, no, I'm a boomer. So I have cable to get more American. So I'm watching on NBC. I'm watching. I'm up late. I'm watching the skiing. I'm really into it. So I oh, was impre- Yeah, I'm, there was like. Uh, so, yeah, I've, I've been watching the Olympics uh, and uh, I don't know. I just know that it's it's also people who have had to go over there. I know they were like quarantined for like a month beforehand. Yes. Yeah. The families. The we hear a yes, lot so. about the athletes. The athletes are quarantined for a month. If the athletes get one positive test, they mm. then a lot of them then cannot compete in their event, but it's keeping the rest of everyone else safe. So that's just kind of, it's a bubble. It's like the NBA bubble that they did, but they're doing it on a massive scale with Beijing. It's yes. not 300 NBA players. It's thousands <laughs> of people and spectators. But what we don't hear about is what's going on with the people who just happen to live in Beijing. When this is all going down. And that's why we have our man, my man, Tony Cho, stand-up comedian straight from Beijing. Now, I um, to give him a proper introduction, Tony and I have known each other for years doing stand-up comedy uh, out in China. Um, Tony is a bilingual stand-up comedian. He does it in English and Chinese. Pretty amazing. Tony's toured America, Ireland, Thailand, Japan, 
Hong Kong. He's the first Chinese comedian worldwide to put on a Chinese stand up to put on Chinese stand up shows on international cruise ships. Amazing. Some some know him from the popular American style late night show Liang Liang Huan Show on Sohu TV. Now Sohu TV, Kaplan, we we're explaining it off air, but it's like Netflix for China. Uh, Tony's been on a lot of shows there. Um, He's been interviewed by the New York Times, CNN, Economist, BBC Radio, The Atlantic, Bloomberg, AP, Sinovision, CCTV News, China Radio International, Global Times, NBT World, Thailand, and most importantly, Lost Lost in in America. America. Add it to the resume. (laughs) Tony was a journalist when I met him for CCTV. He was on television as a news reporter. And he said, no, 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 my true calling stand-up comedy. Now he's killing it as a stand-up comedian. Tony Cho, welcome to the show. Hey, you, everybody. Thank you so much, Anthony Turner. I thought I was, you were reading something at my funeral for so long. Turner speaks at all. Uh, if you come a guest on our show, he will always, he will speak at your funeral. Yes. That's a guarantee. And I'll read the exact same, uh, <laughs> the exact same script I just read. And I will end it by complimenting my own show, Lost in America. And then he will plug the Patreon. No. I'll plug our Patreon at your funeral. <laughs> if you want to hear a better obituary. <laughs> they better at my funeral. That's, they better be plugging our Patreon. We will do only to get to the funeral. You have to see a subscriber. That's my <laughs> last request or Tug. last rights or whatever they call yeah. it. Plug my Patreon. Tony in Beijing. How's it? You have, you're sitting, are you at home right now? <clears throat> yeah, I'm at home right now. I actually I live, uh, I think, five about five kilometers away from the uh, bird nest, the national, the Chinese national uh, stadium, which is, a whole, uh, which is the place also holding the... Um, the, the opening ceremony for the Winter Olympics. Oh, wow. Oh, they did the opening Winter ceremony Olympics. for the Winter Olympics in the bird's nest as well? Because I know they did the summer in 2008. Yes, yes, it's in venue. That's where you saw it. I was watching. I can't believe you weren't watching. Really? <laughs> oh, no, really? It was the amazing event. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's on YouTube. I'll find it. I'll find it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so could you, So what's it like in Beijing? Because I assume there's a bubble, right? But you're outside the bubble. Yes, I'm outside the bubble. Actually, I, I'm kind of like, I, I'm not familiar with the terminology of the bubble un, until uh, I'm looking into the news of the Beijing Olympics. Um, because, you know, this time is very different from the Summer Olympics back in the year of 2008, because there are three major Olympic bubbles, but only one is in the urban area of Beijing. Because the, the major competition and events are all held in very faraway places. Uh, one place is far, like two, I think it's uh, the suburb of Beijing called Huairou, which is uh, about 100 kilometers away from the center of Beijing. And more events were held in Zhangjiakou, exactly something similar to New Jersey, to New York City, that kind of relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah, good. <laughs> it's, You're it's talking our language. This is how you have to talk to our audience. <laughs> I really, yeah. they're not geniuses. So you got to explain. We got a real Jersey. dumb New Jersey audience. Now I should say for our New Jersey audience that that a hundred kilometers is about sixty miles. There's nobody in New Jersey. Oh, I'm glad you did that because nobody in New Jersey knows what a mile. I don't even know. So oh, a kilometer. Yeah. Oh, I, I think John Yako is even further away because that's about two hundred kilometers away from Beijing. Oh wow, hundred and twenty miles because I don't think they can do math in New Jersey either. That's going to Pennsylvania now from New York for our yeah. listeners. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's very different from from the the the, the summer Olympics. Well, two thousand eight. We were there. I, you were there. I was there. was there. It was like party in the street every single day. People yeah. from around the world. You go to a bar. It was the best time of my life because you go to a bar and there's like people from a hundred different countries all in the same bar because everyone came to watch the Olympics. And then you just uh, party with all these people from around the world after. It was the best. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of atmosphere and mm-hmm. lasting for so long a time, not only during the Olympic game time, but you know, before and after. It was a it was a huge party in it, like the, in the whole city, but now it's it, we we can actually not like that much feel it because not even a lot of the people are allowed to watch the Olympics live because it's in the bubble. Like even the Beijing citizens who tested negative because they stopped selling the tickets uh, a long time ago before the before the events just to make sure that everything is going well. They invited some uh, I think they invited some audience from some. Uh, Designated the companies, which is state-owned, or they organize some of the 
like a like people to watch the those events. It's and like a bringer. That's what I was wondering. I saw some audience members in some events, and I, like at the opening ceremonies, those are like just oh, important yeah. people, right? Yeah. The who are they? The cer- yeah. In the you crowd. think they just work for like government companies? May or do you know? Or is this like a maybe? Maybe they work for government companies, and yeah. I would imagine did those people have to quarantine for a certain amount of time, and then they can get let in? Uh, no, I don't think so because like in Beijing, we have um, very rare like cases. Like it's not like in America, like every day you have a thousands or even tens of thousands of cases. Like in Beijing, if one guy got coronavirus, then the whole city, like more cities, and know this guy. He's a celebrity. <laughs> He's, a He's celebrity. the most infamous celebrity. In <laughs> like, every, like Kaplan, when you got corona, you would have been I a celebrity. I should have gone. Yeah, I should have been number one, number one hated person in all of a city. Yeah, here was nothing special. So, all right, let's start with. I want to talk about that though. So, walk me through what happens because, as you said, in New York City now, coronavirus is almost done because we're down to like fifteen hundred, two thousand cases a day in New York City alone. And for us, Mm -hmm. compared to a month ago when we were at forty-five, fifty thousand, it feels like nothing, and everyone's back out and everything's fine. But in Beijing, where you've had zero cases, if one person gets coronavirus, like, is it in the news? Yeah, it's in the news. It's anywhere. And also, you, see, you also read more about his own personal, like a personal information, like where he go, where like you get, you get his wins. entire. Uh... Like, you got no privacy. <laughs> and I, they give I, you his name or her name? Yeah, yeah really. You definitely know his name. So you can but make sure you don't. From yeah, the government, from the government report, and you probably they won't you wouldn't go know his uh, surname or her surname. Okay, but you know more information when it coming up. <laughs> oh, just like on the internet, people will be like, I saw him here. I know him from over I, there. He was I saw that gym. I saw that case a couple months ago of there was a Japanese man in Beijing, I think, who, who had coronavirus and they published every place he had been. And then everyone yeah. was like, oh, these are the restaurants that are the most authentic Japanese restaurants we have to go to now because yeah. like the Japanese guy was eating there. It became like a foodie <laughs> thing. <laughs> you know yeah, what? It's, it, it, it's dangerous more than ever like to have an affair like with the marriage at this time, yeah, you know? yeah. seriously. <laughs> but take someone else, and then you got yeah. you got reported, and you got everybody knows that. Yeah, it'll be your in wife's the news. not mad you cheated; she's mad you brought coronavirus into the yeah. yeah. Well, and then it's in the newspaper that like yeah. they were he was out to dinner. They're probably like he was out to dinner with his wife, and then his wife reads it. She's like, ah, "That wasn't Wait, me." Yeah, I was playing yeah, cards that night. Know, like uh, what hotel they went to, and what oh, home boy. that was, <laughs> what's the name of them, and where did they go uh, before uh, before the uh, hotel and whatever and you're like i even you know the wife's like we haven't done anything like that in years i mean (laughs) (laughs) you haven't taken me to a hotel yeah dinner movie (laughs) dinner (laughs) so all right so someone gets it it's in the news their name's in the news (laughs) everywhere they went is in the news every restaurant they went to and then do people avoid that restaurant do people stop going it's not yep. only just the people avoid the Arizona because they have we have a lot of uh, uh, very quick um, uh, actions being put if there's anything uh, potentially dangerous about it. But because we're all tracked on our uh, health kit and yes. also on the like app digital, on your phone, right? We have uh, very strict measures with that. Yes. And also, if you're a close contact, even you have some trouble, you're going to stay home for like a few days. And uh, yeah, but when you have something going wrong, then there are more people more like uh, careful about, about you than yourself. <laughs> they, are, <laughs> yeah. they are very, uh, very nervous about that <laughs> than you. <laughs> so do your building, because I had heard that like if someone gets it in your apartment building and apartment buildings can be... 15 stories high, pretty normally, pretty normal. And then also in a complex, um, in China, a lot of people live in an apartment complex, meaning there might be like 10 or 15 buildings of yes. 10 or 15, 15 story buildings makes up one complex. Like I live yeah. there. I live at that place. It means like a place of 15 buildings, which is hard to comp. I, we kind of have similar things some, a little bit in New York, like the co-op, city and stuff like that but it's not normal in the, in the rest of america so if one person say in your complex gets it what happens to your complex do they shut uh, down 
Yeah, it's going to be shut down. Okay. Yes. No one and can only, leave. No one can leave. Yeah. You can have people coming in, but but once they come in, they can never go back. <laughs> they can never Hotel, go back. Hotel California. <laughs> <laughs> Hotel California. So when, uh, how long will they shut it down for? Two weeks or something? Uh, yes, it depends on like the, if there are more new cases coming up uh, and uh, the uh, the nearby areas case situation. Yeah. yeah. At least like 14 days. I mean, also even just uh, like two months ago, even the whole city, like Xi'an and Tianjin, was was closed. I mean, the whole city was even closed just because there are probably like a, a few dozens of cases. Coming okay. Up. Yeah, and they shut so, down a city of what 10 million people are in Xi'an, something like that. Oh uh, yes, yes. Something like 10 million. Yeah. Yes. And if you're yeah. if you're the married guy at the at your mistress's place and they shut the building down. What are you <laughs> go back to the earlier topic? You're telling your wife, uh, yeah, I got stuck in a snowstorm somewhere. <laughs> you can check it anytime you want, but you can never leave. <laughs> I guess I'm in a new relationship now. I'm in a snow- <laughs> I'll send you a new wife, new family. Yeah. yeah. What a what a what a world. And wild. So yeah. And then in um Beijing, so do you see any of these? You don't see Olympians walking around town or anything, right? No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. I think the whole Olympic thing is like a VR thing, you know, like yes. <laughs> they are there and you're watching it from, from a distance. It's like so the Olympics you, are going on in your, like, yeah, it's so weird. You're like yeah, outside the area. Yeah. It's like, it's, it doesn't even exist really. It's yeah. yeah. It's Nobody right really there. knows the where it is and uh, whether <laughs> if they are the real for Does it really people. count as Beijing? Yeah. If you... But I imagine like every once in a while you can see fireworks, right? No. No, that's not, no. Even in the spring festival, you know, the fireworks is kind of like forbidden for the environmental control, uh, protection reason. Oh, like within the fifteen rule. I mean, the the urban areas of uh, yeah. of Beijing because of pollution. Areas, yeah, the uh, pollution. Yeah, but that's been complimented for for uh, for a couple of years. It's yeah, that like started this. right before I left. I Wait, they got rid of. They don't have fireworks because of pollution. Oh my god, I'm moving. Because I have a dog. We can't stand fireworks. We hate him. (laughs) Oh, you moved to China? I'm going to move to China. There you go. (laughs) I know fireworks. So Tony, Kaplan and his dog were in the New York Post. Like the newspaper, New York City newspaper, New York Post. In the middle of the Black Lives Matter movement, (laughs) where George Floyd got murdered and everybody was trying for social justice change, Kaplan and his family were complaining about fireworks. We had a lot of fireworks. Well, we lived this fireworks every night. Kids were so we were we were very upset. And then Kaplan said in the paper that Kaplan said the real crime here is the fireworks i said it's a war zone i live in a war zone (laughs) i live in a war zone (laughs) i did and it's been uh yeah he very very famously hates fireworks and we'll have a dog named pancakes and she would like us to move the family to china so we might be looking into that (laughs) so assuming that i I would even guess if there's a more fireworks to be seen in the chinatown than in china Definitely. Probably, yeah. Or <laughs> sure. in Kaplan's building. Apartment <laughs> building is the hub. <laughs> it's, really, it's a firework capital of New York City over here over by the water. Yeah. Something happened, Tony, during uh at, during the our quarantine, our lockdown, which was like <laughs> in New York City it was three months. In a lot of parts of our country it was two weeks. Um, well it was it was a mini lockdown for a long time, but it was not a, a month. lockdown. It was, there was a, there was restrictions, yeah. So what are what are you guys allowed to do now? Are you a lot like can you what it what does it look like if you want to go to a restaurant with some friends? Right now we're we're purchasing back to normal. I don't think there's anything oh. uh, really different from our normal life because it just you have to scan the QR code yeah. of the health kit and everywhere, and that's the only thing you have to do. And wear a mask. So and you do wear a mask. Do you have, so yeah. you have to wear masks everywhere except when you're like eating or drinking or something like that? Is that how it is? I don't know. Eating and drinking is no problem, but when you enter is the you place after registration. Do some so registration. it's like us. You do the enter and the takeoff. Yeah. You put it on to go into the restaurant and then you say hi and you take it off to sit down. Is that right or yeah. no? Yeah. How can you eat without with your mask on you can't yeah exactly yeah and now if someone in your building or in your apartment complex gets coronavirus does your app color change from green to red Uh, yes the phone just starts going crazy so then you cannot (laughs) go into you can't go into the subway you can't go into restaurants or what is that app what does it get you into 
like any building. You know what I mean? Is it like hospitals, restaurants? Or is I mean, it they have a different colors, all right? Green, red, and yellow. Okay. Uh, yellow will be referred to home quarantine, I think. Observation, home observation. Mm. Uh, have to stay home. For the red, you have to go to a designated place for quarantine, I think. Okay. Yeah. But so does, do you have to show that app <coughs> to, to get into every building or is it only restaurants? Oh, yes. Yes, yes. You have to go whatever places you go to. You have to you show that app, the health kit. Okay, so even if vaccination it's like, stuff. Oh, sir. Yeah, well, even if it's like the uh, like, like a like a Cuddy or like a Seven Eleven. Oh yes, yes, everywhere. everywhere. I mean, literally everywhere. Wow. <laughs> but is it? Do you have to be vaccinated to do these to go to places, or is it just about not having? Yeah. It has nothing to do with the vaccination. Oh, look at that. We have a lot of anti-firework people. Wait, we have a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of Americans now who will want to move to China because they don't have to get vaccinated. <laughs> you know, as long as, yeah. I don't know if they, they might have other issues, but <laughs> I'm just trying the, the to anti vax Do you think the anti we can get the anti-vax crowd to like <laughs> merge with China? <laughs> Interesting. Uh, there's a, I don't know if you've heard, Tony, there's a portion of America who, even though we have these vaccines available, they're not getting them because they think that it will make their kids have autism. Or no, it'll or, put a chip. They think there's a chip that goes in there. The Bill Gates will be watching them or something. Yeah, they or, think it'll put like a microchip in there in their brain <laughs> if they get the vaccine. So these people would love China because they don't have to get the vaccine. Yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, the government is trying all means to provide people to get vaccinated, but it's not a you know uh, compulsory. That's I'm interesting. Not oh, look at that! A lot of people are vaccinated. Uh, you're not, yes. you're unvaccinated. Um, yeah, I'm not. Oh my wow. god! Interesting. So America. Huh? I should know America. If we're I not going to put this podcast China, on Spotify now. We're going to do an exchange program. <laughs> you would be a hero. <laughs> You'd be a hero to some. actually. If you come over and you tour as like the unvaccinated comedian, I guarantee you could sell out comedy clubs. Uh, no, I think I can get a like get in without being vaccinated. Oh, that's I have true. To be vaccinated. If you come to the country, yeah, you actually come to America. Yeah, that's a good point. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that. Um. So okay, so Beijing, there's not a lot going on that you can really see. Uh, there's a lot of people discussing uh, the Eileen Gu today. Yes. I think oh, yeah, we are reading about her. Yeah. So she American. is. Tell us who she is. You guys know who she is? She's, she's a, a half Chinese, half American, I think. She was born in San Francisco, was raised in San Francisco. But his mom is from Beijing, I think. Yes. Uh, she's she a skier. Yeah. And what and she did got, she do? <laughs> She got a gold medal and uh, what would you call it? Freestyle, freestyle skiing. For which country? America, right? She's from America. For China. Wow. Yeah, for she, China. She's a real That's trader. That's why she's become a big hit here. She's she said, a I want to go to a place without fireworks. I hate fireworks. <laughs> she, maybe she didn't want to get vaccinated. <laughs> I don't get vaccinated. I don't like fireworks. I'm moving to China. <laughs> so she's an American who grew up in San Francisco, but she's half Chinese and she went to go compete as like a skier or uh but she's like it's like the jumping skiing yeah thing. jumping stuff and meanwhile she's like best in the world yeah and what it's happened? incredible she did a she did a very difficult trick that has never been pulled off in competition and that make her got a gold medal i saw that i've already uh, seen the highlights some she tried it for the first time ever and she had like nine flips or something like that mm. so is she a hero now yeah, in china yeah, she's 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 and she's a very beautiful. She, she yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, and she uh, she speaks good English and speaks good Chinese. Yeah, and uh, she represents for men in fashion uh, brands in in I think in both China and America. Yeah, I mean not to say discussing her right the whole day. I mean today, there's the headlines here and there all about her. I mean, I mean if she a, won the gold medal for America, it wouldn't be everybody wouldn't be discussing her. So she might have made a decision based on actually yeah. so right. This is a smart move because right now in America, I actually looked it up before we started. The Olympic viewing is down 43% from 2018 oh. 
Winter Olympics oh, really? and 2018 was our one of our lowest rated ever. Yeah, so this no, is no. like no, almost no one is watching these Olympics so far in America. But so for totally true, if she I won mean, the like gold, Michaela, whatever that American skier, nobody knows who she is. You know, <laughs> I don't know a single yeah. Winter Olympics athlete in America. So Peek she's smart. No, she's smart. Okay. I knew her a long time ago. <laughs> so it's smart for her to move to China. It's a good move. So now she's like super famous. And, but then what's interesting, Cap, is you giveth and you taketh away. Because there's one other um, American who went to compete for China in the figure skating. Mm. And she lost her. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. That girl, right? It's, yeah. It's and she's girl. like hated that, now. That girl. Right? We don't even know her name anymore. <laughs> I don't even she, remember that. She replaced another very beautiful Chinese woman girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she's not as attractive. And mostly it depends on how attractive you are. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to take our most attractive winter Olympians. It's a very smart strategy. Yeah. So this one's Do they less take any men or that no one's interested in the men? Just, uh, no. What? <laughs> are there any men, are there any men, Chinese American men who've gone over? Do we know or no? I don't think there are many Chinese American athletes who fight for china yeah. that's very there's a very few cases just these two oh uh, yeah yeah but i mean so that's that's something new in china we, we have a rare of these cases it seems very uh, new i i i mean at 2008 there was definitely nobody i remember it would yeah. have been in the news if there was someone who was doing this you know yeah it's just like cool. Stephen Marbury who plays the like. Wait, does Marbury play for the Chinese basketball team? No, not for the national basketball. Team, <laughs> That'd be got, amazing. I think he got a PR. He got a personal residence, and oh, in did? China he played for a Beijing team. Beijing yeah, Ducks. So, yeah, Beijing Ducks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've had Americans. Hakeem Olajuwon played for USA. We've had guys who weren't born in America. You know, you just have to become naturalized. That's the thing. So. So she, Tony. What was it like? So when I met you, I want to say it was like 2012, maybe, or 2013. 14, 14, 2014. Thir uh, 13, probably. 13. Okay. We were doing English shows in the bookworm. At the bookworm in Beijing. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you were at that time a newscaster, right? A, a television presenter on CCTV. Oh, yes. I did. I'm, a, I'm an on camera reporter. On camera uh, reporter. Yeah. yeah. So you would go so you, out like if it's if it's if there's like a snowstorm, you go out and stand in the snow and go, ah, oh, it's snowing out here. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's specifically like weather, but you would do everything. So yes. and then you and then at some point you stopped doing that. And you, when I met you, you were doing that and you were doing comedy kind of like as a hobby. Right. Yes. Yes. And at that time, comedy was very new stand-up comedy in the form we know it as was very new in china yeah nobody know what it is like even with like even the chinese remember that time i think there's there were only a few chinese shows i started doing stand-up comedy in beijing in english because back then there was no chinese stand-up yeah and what how did you even know about it back then to want to do it uh i think i got inspired by joe joe wong Joe Wong. Remember, he did a roast uh, on the Christmas Yeah, for White House Christmas dinner. Uh, for, for I think it's not a WHCD. It's the radio and television correspondent dinner uh, where he roasted Joe Biden. Yeah, uh, he that roasted Joe Biden. Viral in China. Yes. And I got inspired by him. Then, and I started to do stand-up comedy. Yeah. Cap, I remember have you, that, heard, yes, Cap, have you yeah. heard of Joe Wong? I've heard, yeah, but I don't know. I didn't know about this roasting of Joe Biden. <laughs> oh, well, that's all he's known for. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. He's, I mean, that's how, what you would have heard of. He's a comedian. He's, um, he's Chinese, but he went to college in America, in Boston, I believe. So then he started doing stand-up in Boston and was there for a while, 15, 20 years, maybe. I'm not sure how long, but was also doing a bit of touring around the U.S. And then he did a couple Letterman's. And then he got asked to do this um, dinner for Joe Biden to kind when of he was do, the vice president or when he was he, like the white house correspondence dinner yeah. except for vice president yeah when biden was vice president and he did jokes about him and jokes about america and he killed and um and then overnight he became this gigantic celebrity in china because of that because that video wow. was like it was like whoa you're so big yeah. that you're you get to make fun of the president on tv is like mind-blowing you know <laughs> 
And yeah. he, then he came back to China. I met him when he came, moved back to China, when he realized like, oh, wow, I can clearly have a much bigger career in China than in America. He was like a, trying to get by like everybody else, you know, moved back, got a TV show overnight, started doing stand up, started touring and like filling theaters. So that's when you got into it was because of Joe. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Because I think Joe, uh, in some way, like introduced stand up comedy to China through that video. Like most Chinese people stand to realize that kind of a, like a form of art uh, doing, uh, due to that, uh, that, that video. You know, it's interesting that I first uh, media exposure for me is a foreign correspondent interviewed me from uh, uh, the Atlantic the magazine, the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. And I wrote yeah. a story about the, the comedy scene in Beijing and the most part about me. And then I was I was very expecting the the, the the article coming out. When it come out, I see they put Joe Wall's picture <laughs> on it. <laughs> no way, but really? They thought it was you. They like got the. It's not me. It's Joe. Because I yeah, because I, I yeah, it's not because they they think we look all the same. Definitely, it's not like that. But uh, wait, but I they put more recognizable. I think merit. They interviewed him too, though. Is what you're saying. Did they or no? <laughs> no, wait, Tony. You're saying they put Joe Wong's face, but then under it said it was Tony Cho. Uh no. They just oh. the, the article is meant about me, but the cover picture is Joe Wong. Just because it's about China he's, comedy. He's got a China. prettier face, you know. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're trying to sell, trying to sell papers. Uh, I, I want to hear more about this. <laughs> yes, I want to hear more about this. But before we do, we got to take a break to pay some bills, Kaplan. We are part of the world's smartest podcast network. And let me tell you, this network's taking off. Thank you, everybody. Our numbers are better than ever right now. Yeah. We're we're, we're carrying the network, right? We're number number two. Number two in the network ratings right now. We're somewhere between number two and number three, which is top three is good. We're top three at the network. That's what we tell people. Yeah. So the other shows, you got um, The Political Orphanage with Andrew Heaton. That's number one. Oh, yeah. Right? That's a great show. He had on. Great show. Oh, he, he had on Andrew Yang recently. Yes, that's a must listen. Very former fun presidential candidate Andrew Yang was on there uh, with his forward party, making things happen. <laughs> and then you have majoring in everything with Doctor Andrea Jones Roy, also a stand-up comedian. Also, Tony, I knew her in Sh- in Shanghai. She was a Shanghai-based comic. She's now ba- now in New York City. Great show, majoring in everything podcast. We got to get on there at some point soon. I don't know exactly how we do that, but I mean. There's many be, things you're majoring. You have to be what, smart in like two different things. So what would be your two things, Cap? What would be my two things that I'm smart in? Yeah, that you're an uh, expert in. <laughs> I'm an expert in. I'm an expert in uh, parenting and in, in being a in a, a a helicopter dadding. Right? Is that a, is that a thing? Or, I or, do remember it, on our Patreon show, you mm-hmm. saw people robbing a, a store. And you told your son, Teddy, that, hey, they, it's actually good. Now you're allowed to rob stores. Yeah. Woke so, parenting, we call this. I don't yes. know if that makes you an expert on parenting. <laughs> I'm an expert on parenting and uh, I'm an expert in video games in, in franchise mode and Madden. I don't know. I got to work well, let, on it. <laughs> let's see if she's interested in those two things. Maybe we can I've get you on her show. With Dr. Andrew Jones Roy about my Madden franchise mode Eagles team. <laughs> Majoring in everything. Uh, and of course, we are lost in America. Those are the three shows. So we're in the top three cap. And now a word from your local sponsor. All right, we're back. Thank you, sponsors. Not only thank you, sponsors. I believe, Kaplan, these now it's us reading the ads. Real sponsor. Yeah, look at that. We're, we're, we're moving on up. We're doing we're the ad reads. So thank you to those companies thank who you specifically asked. Thank you to us is the best <laughs> way to put it. Um, Tony. All right. So 2014, <clears throat> you're doing English language standup. There kind of is no Chinese language standup, right? Or is it is it even existing uh, yet? Uh, it comes into being in the year of 2013 in Beijing. But, you know, uh, before the summer of uh, 2013, there was even not even no open mics for the Chinese. Yeah. And now what is the reaction to people when you're doing stand up? Meaning, what is the reaction of audiences in China? Uh, What is the reaction of your family, your friends? Like, Uh, do they understand what you're doing? No, definitely not. (laughs) Because I have a job. 
they're a hobby. So they to them, they don't they don't know what is what I'm doing. Uh, but sometimes I go to the English shows. The English open mics are very, very late, all this, like starting at 9, 9.30. Yes, I got a lot of complaints. And, say, and also, they don't understand what I'm going out for. So just speaking English with some other guys. <laughs> so they just know you're going out to speak English. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, it's something they kind of like know, but they, they haven't watched back then. Yeah. yeah. But until now, my parents still don't watch my, my, any of my shows. Alive, I mean. Even in the Chinese language shows? No. Really? Why not? I don't know. They just, <laughs> maybe they know that I'm not funny enough. <laughs> no, you're uh, hilarious. What are you talking about? <laughs> so you do this professionally now. Yeah, I do it professionally now. I also run a comedy club in, uh, in Beijing. As what you basically do in Shanghai. Like Whoa, kind of what's your comedy food. club? No, it's, it's yeah, it's in the humorous section. Like, like founded by, by Des Bishop. And then he left. I, I keep oh, running Des Bishop, friend of the program. Yeah, yeah, Des and Tony are old friends. So you did wait. So you still do. Yeah. The humor section was the name of Dez's comedy show at the bookworm, which was like a bookstore slash bar. Uh, you would have loved it, Cap. And uh, kind of but now the, the bookworm's gone, right? Yes. The bookworm was gone just not long before the coronavirus. Uh-huh. But you kept the humor section like, show going somewhere else? Yes. We have a, many different places to put the shows on nice. every week. And now comedy is like gigantic in China, right? It's incredible. It's taking off. Let me tell you this. Uh, on just a simple Saturday, only Beijing has, I guess, now more than 100 Chinese stand-up shows. Jeez. Wow. Really? <laughs> yeah. A hundred? That's like New York City. I guess, I guess there might be more shows than that. That might City. be more. That might be more than New York City. A hundred shows on a Saturday. Who? It's impossible for me to imagine because when you and I met, and even when I left in 2016, there were maybe like 20 stand-up Chinese language stand-ups in Shanghai, yeah. maybe 30, yeah. and probably yeah. about yeah. the same in Beijing, right? Yeah. Now, what happened? Are all how many comedians are now in Beijing? Would you guess? Um, there are definitely, uh, the market is a short of a comedians. I think it's something like the eighties in America, the 1980s of America, when this happened as a first, uh, boom, uh, but overnight the stand-up comedy gets so popular among young people in China yeah. as one of the major entertainment right now. Like, um, they, they go to the, every day they have, they have, they, we have a lot of shows. All due to um, the uh, the online show, uh, Rock and Roast, and ro- the, the the Chinese version of a Roast. Yes. So that so that makes the Chinese audience and know this. So you I mean, had go go ahead. But yeah, I mean, in terms of the number of comedians, I think how could I? There are sixty. Like sixty 80? comedians, but a hundred shows. Yeah, how do they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the comedian is the best time for comedians. Like, like for the comedians, only does like a three months or half a half a year. Make a lot, make a lot. Like, have a six or five shows every you have Saturday. Nobody coming in, right? Every There's no international doing the same fifteen minute minutes material. And they're you're running so you're running around doing like six shows in a night. Uh, I'm only organizing like my own show. Yeah, but the comedians like travel here and there. Because how do you do a hundred shows on a Saturday with sixty comedians? Most of most of the time, the same comedians just doing every single show. (laughs) It's going all around. Yeah, every single show. And And, uh, when there are not enough good comedians, they they put on bad comedians. Amazing. (laughs) So sixty real, sixty good comedians. You mean, and there's some bad ones. Oh, can you imagine there are like a three hundred audience? And then there are two real comedians. The rest of the rest of the four other comedians are just very new. Unbelievable! <laughs> this is a great place to start. Wait, Cap- yeah. Tony Kaplan's son is learning Chinese right now because <laughs> yeah, these actually, are all Chinese language shows, Kaplan. So I heard you say something about like it's, it's closed for coronavirus. That wouldn't matter anyway. No one's flying in. You right, know. right. So, well, it's, yeah, but I meant like comedians. But yeah, Chinese language. You're right. If, yeah. So yeah, my son has a teacher. She's in Beijing. Do you know her? No. <laughs> <laughs> 
She no, he gets his. He is a, a teacher every day. She gets up at one in the morning or stays up to one in the morning in Beijing and teaches his class in uh in New York City by uh oh. you know by Zoom or whatever. So he's learning. Okay. He's so he's he's training to become a comedian. Is that what you're saying, Turner? I think if he learns two or three more sentences, he can go to Beijing and be an opener on some of these shows. Yeah. 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 Why not? So this is wild. So is everyone making a lot of money doing comedy? A lot of of money. Really? You should have stayed there, Turner. (laughs) Well, it's tough Chinese language. So it's so two to three months in, people are starting to make money doing comedy. Yeah. This is like the 80s. Making more than their real job amazing yeah. as a stand-up so what do you get paid um say you go do 10 minutes of stand-up on one of those 300 person shows and i've been doing comedy for six months how much would i get paid like uh normally uh 500 400 600 r&b so that's like that's 100, 80 yeah. to 100 dollars yeah yeah less for than one spot for one spot yes. and you wow. can do you five can... or six in a night yes look at that i mean this is that this is the golden yeah <laughs> this is the golden time golden era it's the yeah, golden it's era it's in Ch- in new york city if you do a spot and your the top club pays about a hundred dollars oh that's supply and demand we have so many more than 60 comedians here Right. It's exactly. Mean, <laughs> there's 10,000. <laughs> that's the issue. Some simple that's, economics here. <laughs> that's the issue. Yeah. And the, okay. and a lot of clubs don't pay anything. Yeah. They, don't they have literally to. pay on a Saturday night. The, the audience pays $25 or $45 plus two drinks. Or the comedians pay to get on, as we know, in some. Or <laughs> Kaplan's cousin charges people to get on stage. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how many comedians yeah. there are. Victoria yeah. Tusi. Yeah charges audience <laughs> members when what? i when i attend the open mic in america they charge they charge us oh yeah you yeah, came exactly. to america you probably paid my cousin you probably paid his cousin kaplan's cousin is the most notorious uh <laughs> person in the new york city comedy scene <laughs> she shook you down she probably made you give her your watch or something she happily charges <laughs> people like, give me what you got every they're called change. tony it's so shocking to me like i thought america is a you know, it's a land of freedom. Then I, I want to say whatever I, what I say on stage. But I realized that, you know, the freedom has a price. Yeah, <laughs> you say whatever you want to say, but you got to pay for that. <laughs> you got to pay Kaplan's cousin $20. You got to make a deal with the devil. You know? And then you talk fast because she only gives you five minutes. You got, I, I see you make, you got a nice painting behind you that you did. You, you could bring that over, give it to her. She'll take anything. Barter system. <laughs> hat, cool hat, you know, whatever you want to give her. But you don't, that stage time doesn't come free. This is how crazy it is. There's 10,000 comedians in New York City, and they say there's 10,000 in L.A. So his 10, cousin in one city. Yeah. 10,000. Because 10, we have parents here who don't look who don't be like, what are you doing with your life? They let you do it. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're happy. So <laughs> Kaplan's cousin is the real genius. All these other people are trying to make money doing comedy. And she said, I'm going to make money off the people trying to make money doing comedy. So if you get, if you get on stage in New York, not only does the audience have to pay $75 to her, but then the comedians also have to pay She's her. making it on both ends. Real business model. What do you call that? It's called being a parasite, I think, is what the term is. But she's yeah, she's making money coming and going. So... You know, you'll find out when you're a real success in Beijing, Tony, it's when you can start charging the comedians to perform. <laughs> That's when you know your city's really made it as a comedy scene. It's- you know what? Now the comedians have, uh, because they're so popular, because there's so few of them. I mean, the good comedians. Yeah. They're very, uh, how could I say, picky. <laughs> yes. Not everyone will be inviting them for shows they, they, they would like to go to, you know? Of course. You have a hundred shows. Wait, so you have 60 good comedians. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, about that, I think. Oh, and how many like bad comedians? I don't know. Because come here, come in like two months and then leave. And here I see. They barely ever. So like hundreds, maybe they fill out the show. Uh, They're the extras. They're the ones paying to get on stage. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Quite it. 
No, no one's paying. This is great. Tony, we're going to bring on this podcast right now. We're going to bring the concept of a bringer show to you in China. This is how ideas bring get on. exported around the global economy. So, Tony, the bringer show means the uh, the comedian has to bring like 10 audience members who pay. And that's how they can get on stage. It's yeah, ridiculous. I, I you should institute that. Be the first of your kind. No, I hope it never <laughs> happens. Um crazy so and it all changed you said with these roasts because when you and i were back then it was it was hot like chinese language stand-up was hot at our comedy club in shang uh, kung fu comedy club in shanghai the shows were always full but it was still like this underground kind of you had to be like a very very cool in the know chinese person to even know these shows were happening but uh, there was enough of them in shanghai to where you could fill a room but not enough to where they would get on tv ever or anything like that. So when did yeah. the roasts come to come to be on Chinese TV? Uh, it's on the on the website. I think it's on on, on Tencent. Okay. Uh, so what year um, was that? I think it's in the year of 2017. Okay, a year after I left. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then, but, you know, that that um, that was popular just because a lot of the celebrities were attending that show and uh, taking the roles from the comedians. But stand-up comedy is was not as popular. Stand-up comedy was really popular uh, in the last two years because they have a more of a, like a last comic setting uh, format show coming up. Ah. And realize, oh, yeah, this is stand-up comedy. Got it. So you guys had last comic standing. Who were the judges on last on the last comic standing? I think it's something like Last Comic Standing. It's it's pro produced by the same company. But um, I mean, like, was Joe Wong a judge, or who judged? What yeah, comedians? Well, no, they got some of the celebrities and some of the oh. comedians. Some of the comedians and some are not. Oh, they are just uh, like famous people, like in China. <laughs> Judging comedy. Just commentating something like that. That's okay. the Chinese way. The Joe Chinese Schaefer? variety yeah. show. It's very different from America. I mean, in terms of the business model, because here it's all relied on the sponsorship. Because the mm -hmm. the, the audience do not pay. It's not like a, the Netflix that people buy like a membership. Okay, they have sponsors like old fashioned, like TV stations here, like American TV, yeah. like regular yeah. ass TV, regular yeah. Boomer TV, like Boomer, Boomer TV. TV. <laughs> uh, so that happened. So two years ago. This last comic standing started, and then were you ever on it? Did you do it? No, no, okay. didn't, haven't done it yet because they you have to sign contract with 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 that company for a really long time. So they own you. Think, yeah, if you want to get on that program. Interesting. And like then ten years, years, ten years, like, a ten year contract, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Eight year, eight, ten years. So like basically, that. everything you do for the next. And then yeah. they kind of own, they put you on a tour for 10 years or something? No, I don't think they have, they guaranteed anything. Oh. They yeah. just own your rights you know, to whatever you're you doing, I guess. They make money off you. And also, it's, they are not guaranteeing you. Know. Well, that sounds not like, that, that doesn't sound like a good deal. <laughs> you <should give> some <laughs> advice to young comedians out there. Maybe but it, do this. But it gets you famous, right? Uh, if you're lucky. They have a, a lot of comedians. Like if the celebrity who's not a comedian likes you, <laughs> yeah, if you make it out of the house. Yeah, you got to make it far in the show. I'm surprised they didn't get they didn't get Joe Wong or like some professional stand-ups to be the judges. You know. You know what, Joe even attended the show like uh, for the recent season, but as a contestant, and he show up. A contestant. Then, yes. Can you imagine that? He's a professional stand-up. Yeah, yeah. seems like what was he to gain from being contested on that show? He's doing when I left China in 2016, he was already headlining like thousand seat theaters around China. As I said, like in China, the content industry, there's no content in the in the content industry. You know? <laughs> so, so the capital definitely beats the content. So the only people have... who are, who have a large fan base, whatever it has to do with comedy. To just to for the for the rating reasons, they need okay. ratings in this TV show, so they basically put they need famous people in the house, even or whatever it's called yes. in the contest. Yes. yes. Did he win at least? No, no. He just. <laughs> no, so what's it? He quit or something? I just because you know in those shows 
you have to sign the contract if you want to step in that show or even step further. I you have to sign a contract that if I win, yes. you own me for 10 years. Yeah. Yes. Okay. If you still sign, like you cannot get into the final or something. Oh, yeah. so he might have not signed it and not made the oh, final. Oh, and then they don't vote him into the final because yeah. he didn't sign the contract. Amazing. <laughs> he signed the semifinal contract or whatever. Or <laughs> pay me enough to. Oh. So you could do this, Turner. It's a, or maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll, this is my main move. How Go to Beijing. Go to Beijing. I guess. And practicing. sign a 10 year contract. I'm going to start doing my the lessons with my son. I'm going to learn the language. Tony, how did you like, yeah, I think we get Teddy to do this. Yes. When Teddy's 16, are there any children comedians? Could be like the, the skier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, the show is called Lost in China. Yeah. <laughs> Teddy Kaplan. <laughs> Great uh, idea for a podcast. Tony, are there any like kid children? How young are the comedians? Is there anyone like 13, 14, 15? No, not not like kids. Like All right, there you go. Are there any pers- any perspective to tell jokes? Are there any no. uh, white American kids? <laughs> no, not much. Well, he's Good. not going to win. We know that, but they won't. But he can be like an interesting character to get us. You know, here's yeah. what you need to do, Kaplan. You sign without telling Teddy. You sign him up to a ten year contract, <laughs> and then I don't have to worry about him for ten years. You got a plant life plan. It's a babysitter for ten years. It's a babysitter. <laughs> there you go. Why not? <laughs> yeah, you like to tell jokes. So there you go. And he's got, he, he's really into COVID material. So that'll still be, you know, relevant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what about for you guys traveling? Like, are you allowed to travel to other provinces? Because uh, COVID? Yeah, we can travel to other places, but we have to take the test, uh, which has to be done within 48 hours. Okay. okay. Yes. So and, it's like us it's traveling like- to other countries. Yes, it's having just a little bit more trouble, like coming back and here, uh, but it's, it's it's allowed. Okay, and what about? But no one can obviously. Are you allowed to travel outside the country, or not? Uh, I think it's so. very difficult. I think it's very difficult. It's not a lot of flights, I don't think, right? And it's not a lot. Yeah, of- I read that. Like almost, I mean, almost like stop issuing new passports to the Chinese citizens. Yeah, it's for the COVID reason. Yeah. Special COVID passports. Yeah, it's a, it's a the goal to get to zero COVID cases is um, they stopped issuing passports to a lot of people. I've read that ninety eight percent of international flights have been canceled. Mm-hmm. So there's two percent, but you can still do it. Like my wife is going back to China in mid March. It's her first time in a few years going to China, but she is oh. going. She did buy a ticket, but it's a lot of tests a lot of like um yes. you have to take two or three covid tests here in new york before you go there and then quarantine wow. for 28 days when you get there um wow. she's but, staying for a while <laughs> she's staying a couple you months stay at least 28 days because you don't turn around and leave on the 29th exactly she's staying a couple months so you don't know anyone tony who's been traveling like back and forth i mean it's like it's like traveling like in the stagecoach era like <laughs> To go west could take it takes right. three months takes to get while. there. <laughs> you got a lot of stops along the way. You know, you gotta stop in the towns, like refueling stations. Was it David Tell's joke where he's like, Yeah, I used to travel and you'd go out west, you go over the Rocky Mountains, and it would take six months. People would have babies, half the population would die. By the time you got there, you're a whole different group of people. <laughs> That's what and it's, it's like. a story about Kaplan's son coming to China to the new yes. gold rush. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to send them in a, moms put here. Him in a train and say, you know, right. Yeah. How, would Teddy, how would Teddy do in a, in, a, in a duffel bag? Yeah. In a 28 day quarantine hotel. How would Teddy do by himself? I mean, as long as you gave him a, a charger for his switch. He would be fine. Yeah, you know, video you know, games. Just like video games, 28 days. Kids can do it. But kids are resilient, as they like to say. They don't go crazy. So are the Olympics uh, like athletes after they're done? Like, do they get to go into Beijing or anything? Or they just got to go home? I, so. just, I don't think they're, they will they don't be get to, no, because yeah. they give them just like every other Olympics. We talked about with the Japanese the Olympics in the summer, they give them condoms. Like uh, it's been an Olympic <laughs> tradition and then they don't let them. What do you got to bring them? I guess got to bring them back to their countries to use them. So. Do you think they're kind of at this point, ceremonial condoms? They don't even work. Yeah. They don't <laughs> even work. It's actually a mask. When you open up, it's an N95 mask. You just put it. <laughs> yeah. They, 
Yeah, I think maybe they're doing it just at a tradition because they've always done to go all the way to Beijing, you know, and that's part of the Olympic experience. And you don't even go, you know, you just go into a bubble, basically. Well, I guess as long as you're in the bubble, I mean, you can the other athletes are there, right? But I don't know how strict they keep. The, the athletes who have a significant other who's also an Olympian, that's a, I don't, is that an advantage or a disadvantage mentally? They have like, so that's, that's that, a disadvantage. Should, yeah. Bet against them if you're gambling on this. Yeah. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> Do some homework. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of uh, Olympics, I think the whole Olympics, it, it, the whole thing is like a coronavirus. It's, America has been, I mean, everyone is staying home, watching, watching it higher, getting higher, faster, and stronger. Everyone. It's like Olympic Games because America has always been leading and everyone's Yes, leads. we are. We dominate. Yes, exactly. And everyone's <laughs> trying to catch up to us. Are we still... I don't think we're winning in this one, though, are we? Or is it too early? In the, in, the, in the winter, it hasn't. I looked... Because uh, Ye and I were talking about it yesterday, and I was like, oh, I should. we should look up the Olympics. And she's like, oh, yeah, who's winning? Is it China or America? And I looked it up, and Canada, it, was, maybe? it was Norway. Norway, yeah. China was in ninth and America was in 13th. But that was, you know, after one day or two days or something. So I had a great moment of, I'll tell you real quick, about blowharding like an idiot. Was we were watching the thing and the metal thing, and Randy was like, my wife was like, what's ROC? And for a moment, I was like, I guess that's like Republic of China. And then I I was like, some sort of, I don't know why I said that. And then I was like, wait, no, that doesn't make sense. What could that be? And I looked, do you know what that is? It's, it's, uh, Russia, because I did yeah, the same Russia, thing. Yeah, Russia had a doping scandal, and they're not allowed to be called Russia to be in the Olympics. So they got around it by renaming the country. Or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Russia yeah. got banned from like multiple Olympics because they won't stop taking steroids. <laughs> exactly. Everyone oh, says yeah. Russia. If you take one more steroid, yeah. we're kicking you out of the Olympics. And they said, "What's a steroid?" And then they popped a <laughs> pill in their mouth. <laughs> So they just changed, they got around it with a great lead. They got the legal it's, minds together. And they just yeah. changed the name of the country. <laughs> so Russia agreed to change the name of their countries so that, but I don't even know what ROC stands for Republic of something. I but, think it's Ru- Russian Olympic committee or something. Is what I looked Oh at, or, yeah. Like Cause yeah. Ru- asked the same thing. She goes, what's ROC. And I was like, in my head, it was North Korea. I yeah. was like, Oh, that's Republic <laughs> of Korea. And then went, wait, no, that wouldn't a be a C. It yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah. So this Republic is like a cocktail. Yeah, so I don't know if Norway's doing steroids or what, but they're dominating early on. That's the. Uh, that's the. Tip, right? China is very competitive in the Winter Olympics. Well, Absolutely. you don't ski, nor like winter sports. Are they? I mean, is skiing very common in other other winter in China? Activities? No, not at all. No. you see all no. the Chinese athletes are from the same kind of region, the northeast. Yeah, you know, it's the cold places. So uh, we were joking about like if it's a Winter Olympics or it's Dongbei Olympics. Yeah. Don't base like a region in China, Cap. Right. Like the northern region. It literally everyone's from that one region. So is it like is it China or is it just Dongbei competing in these? Yeah, did you ever go skiing in in China, Turner? Didn't you I did. Yeah. Like I've been skiing. (laughs) What's that? I I forget the name of the mountain, but it's it's near the North Korea border. Oh John Chombai Shen. Yeah, yeah, just told me. Chombai Shen. Yeah, we went there. It was fun. We had a good time. The, the equipment was all like brand new. Everything they had was brand new. The chairlifts were all brand new and there was barely anyone there. So it was a good time, but it was like would have done the cool jump. They might've asked you to join the Olympic team or something. Would have been great. It was like skiing in Pennsylvania cap to bring it all back home. It was Hills. That's, that's what I, when I'm looking at the, I don't mean to disrespect, but I'm looking at the, the skiing coverage. That's what I do watch. I am. And I'm watching that. I'm like those mountains. I'm like, I never thought, like I'm like us, like Pennsylvania, where I'm from. Like we could have host the Olympics of this. <laughs> yeah, the Pennsylvania Olympics. Yeah, Blue Mountain well, next Olympic Games. Be great. So, so your so your club, Tony, your comedy club's going well. Yeah. Uh, I yes. guess it's, it's okay. And you get to perform there whenever you want. Yeah, yeah, this is great. Sometimes. Yeah. What's and what's the name of it? Is it still called the uh, humor section? Yes, it's called Yumo Xiaoshu in Chinese. Awesome. And how do people find it? How do people, I mean, I guess our people won't be, it's going to be a long time till tourism will come back. (laughs) One day people are listening to this episode down the road. One day. Yeah. This this episode lives forever. So how do people find it online? How do they find you? Uh, It's very difficult. Uh, I'm on Facebook and Instagram, Tony Cho comedy, Tony Cho, but you know, because the VBN thing, I have a lot of trouble getting on it. Also on the Chinese social media called Weibo, Yep. Uh, Tony Cho. Shout out. Yes. 
Tony Cho, Tony Cho Comedy, Year of the Tiger. This is our first. We've oh, yeah. done this. We've Happy done this year. show for years, and this is our first China episode. And we're honored to have you as the first guest, Tony. And we did it. <laughs> Thank you. During <laughs> Chinese sorry. New Year, Year of the Tiger. Yeah. It's going to be yeah, a big tiger. one. Tiger. Everybody. Thank you, Tony, so much for doing it. Kaplan, Tiger. <laughs> what should we do? We should, uh, I guess, what do we do now? We get lost. Get lost! BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.